Hello friends and welcome to worship. Bienvenidos a todos nuestra familia. Welcome to all of our family, including our guys at the Kiwani Life Skills Reentry Center. Um, we're just so grateful that we can continue to connect in lots of ways in this crazy season uh, that we have been navigating over the last several months. You know, this week we're gonna be starting a new sermon series called Seasons. And we just wanna acknowledge the reality that as the seasons change around us, we move from summer into fall, all of us are also invited into um, change and into embracing what the season that we're in and what the next season holds for us. And so we're excited to be able to take that journey together. We're also so grateful for our church family. And over the next few weeks, we're gonna be experiencing our call to worship with people from our body. And so I just invite you now to begin to prepare your hearts to worship together, to listen to truth, and not just listen, but also to be formed into action and to really sit with Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what do you have for me in this time that we spend together? Let's worship. Welcome church. My name is Mike Davis and I am so thankful that you're here today joining us to worship our Lord and King. One thing I want to share with you is that around six months ago, March 26th to be exact, I got some devastating news that my wife and daughter was positive with COVID. Can you imagine how that felt? I am telling you, it was devastating. Here I am as a dad telling the boys to be in the next room, isolated, don't be around ma'am, mom. All they wanted to do is just to give her a hug. But I'm, all I'm concerned with was, no, that is not okay. You gotta stay here with this too much going on. We gotta make sure they're okay and you'll be okay as well. I was reminded though, a still small voice saying to me, Michael, do you trust me? And uh, in Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, reminded me that I should trust in the Lord with all my heart, lean not on my understanding, but in all his way, acknowledge him to direct my path. Friends, that was refreshing to me the season that I was going to, through was devastating, but God helped me to see my way through. So I want to invite you today, wherever you are, whatever is going on in your season, you can grab a hold in trust in God because that's part of worship. Worship is telling God what's happening to you in your heart, What's frustrating you? What's upsetting you? It is being intimate with him. That's a part of worship. And I want to invite you into that moment with us today as we glorify our Savior and worship him in spirit and in truth.
Just adore 
lift our voices. Christ, be magnified in us. And all Christ be magnified. Just let his praise arise. Christ be magnified in me. falls it won't preview here's why cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph oh my God will never fail no he won't oh my God will never fail come on proclaim this I'm gonna see a victory
gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. Here's why. Cause the battle belongs to you, Hey friends, thanks for tuning in today as we kick off a conversation we're simply calling Seasons. And I'm excited for this journey, but I also recognize the word season can have different meanings depending on the context that it's used in. Like in a culinary context, the word season can speak to the intentional effort to draw out flavors and create delicious meals as we season our food. That's in a culinary context. When we use the word season in the context of time, it's a different dynamic. It can speak to a personal experience, a, a life dynamic, seasons. And we all live in seasons. In fact, we have all been in some pretty unique seasons just this year. We're in unique seasons even now. We're in a season of global pandemic, COVID, which really has been kind of a best of times, worst of times, all the time. We're also in the season of campaigns. We're in a campaign season, and perhaps you're thinking you have not heard enough campaign ads yet in your life, and you still need another one to know what you want to do when you vote. <laughs> I don't know about you, that's not how I feel. I don't know that I need to hear another campaign ad at all, but I recognize that campaign season is both good and challenging. It's good because we have a right to vote and we need to lean in with our voice, but it's challenging because of some of the complexities that we see and the unending realities of campaign ads. We live in seasons. Uh, it's also fall. Uh, fall is a season where the leaves are changing, the weather's changing. You and I live in seasons. And seasons come and seasons go. But in each one, in each moment of every season, it holds a promise of a possibility. An element of a what if, uh, almost the expectancy of a space for what can be, something not yet. And it's that desire, it's that curiosity that is really framing our season's conversation. And in a way, creating a space for us to ask the question, what if God has positioned us? What if God has positioned you to experience the richness of life in every season? a savoring and a receiving of what he's doing and not simply trying to move beyond and into the next thing or even holding too tightly to what was. A space of what can be. It's even a space where we're intentionally seeking to live and not just long. It's a space of living, not simply longing. Not longing for what was or simply not just longing for what can be. There is an appropriate time and space to long for what should be. But even in longing for what should be, it should never come at the expense of what can be even now. Because here's a fundamental reality as we begin the season's conversation that I want you to know, that God created you for now, not just for next. He has created you for what's now, not just what's next. He's created us 
to live in a posture of living, not simply longing. There is a space to long for what should be, but it should never come at the expense of what can be now. And our God has created you for now, not just next. And what we do in each season then matters, how we act and how we respond. In fact, the missionary and church planter who was called Paul spoke specifically about this, even admonished all of us to be very intentional in Ephesians chapter 5. He said, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, making the most of every season in life. There's a very clear opportunity and a need to take full advantage of the time that God gives us in any and every season. The question, though, then becomes, how do we do that? Now, we recently, in our journey through the book of Jonah, acknowledged that every earthly dynamic holds a divine opportunity. And it's true, regardless of who we are or where we've been or what we've done. God desires you and me to live into the fullness of life in every circumstance. So what that means for us, though, is that whatever season we're in, it has a greater opportunity in it, one where we can encounter the goodness of God no matter what we face, no matter what the circumstances may be. And again, the season's conversation that we're starting today is positioning us to understand how we actually do that, how we live into that. And with the help of a, a few stories of seasons from a, a number of heritage family members, we're going to lean deeply into understanding how we live fully in the seasons. And today, we're gonna to hear from my friend Maddie. But before we get to that, I wanna lay some foundation around the realities and clarify some of the nuances about seasons. So if you have a Bible, I invite you to go ahead and grab it and turn to the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes is found in the Old Testament. After Psalms and Proverbs, you'll hit Ecclesiastes. And and the word Ecclesiastes is actually a Latin word uh, of the transliteration of a Greek word that is actually the translation of a Hebrew pseudonym. In fact, the author of Ecclesiastes does not identify themselves. They use a pseudonym in the Hebrew. And that Hebrew word is translated in Greek, and that Greek word is translated into Latin, which is Ecclesiastes. But even though we don't know specifically, because it isn't declared who wrote Ecclesiastes, many scholars believe it was the wisest man ever to live, Solomon, which in many ways makes sense. It's a book of wisdom. It's been known as a book of poetry. And Solomon was somebody who actually wrote things that other things that ended up in the Bible. So this wouldn't be the only thing that he wrote that ended up in the Bible if he's the one who actually authored it. But what we're going to see, because as he's writing, he's almost beginning to communicate some disillusionment with the amount of weight and burden that comes with the wisdom that he has and the complexity of life and seasons. And maybe as you process life and the season you're in, you can relate to some of that weight and burden. But as we lean into this conversation, Ecclesiastes is going to help us process that. In fact, in verse 18 of chapter 1, he actually says, for with much wisdom comes much sorrow. The more knowledge the more grief. That's a pretty big statement. And we might take some time a little bit later in our series to unpack that a bit more. But what I want you to know as we begin reading in Ecclesiastes, specifically chapter 3, is that what we're reading today is not simply poetry. It's, it's not even some random theory. 
It is a declaration that's rooted in wisdom. A declaration that's relevant for us as we navigate seasons, and it gives us perspective on how to do that well. So let's take a look at this. This is Ecclesiastes chapter 3, starting at verse 1. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. That's pretty broad. That's a really wide canvas to live life on. Verse 2, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them up. Man, there is a time for everything. And interestingly enough, the idea of scattering stones back in ancient times, people would put stones in their adversaries' fields to make their farming more complicated. And that's what this is referring to. There's a time to do that and there's a time to gather those back up. Continues, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. That, that actually might be our COVID verse of the day. Too soon to make a joke about that? I, okay, I apologize. Here we go. We're continuing on. Verse 6, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Well, there you go. There is a time for everything, and, and that's a lot. There's a lot here, but there's beauty in the poetry of these words. Yet there's also a bit of a shadow that comes along with them, a, a foreboding almost, if you will, to identify the good and the bad, to, to identify the, the gain and the loss, to, to acknowledge that there is an inevitability of problem or challenge or even evil in this life brings with it a shadow. Yet, remember, this is a declaration that's rooted in wisdom. And it may bring up some mixed emotions for you. It may actually create some questions up in your mind as you process what Solomon wrote and, and the different seasons of your life and the experiences that you had. But listen, this is, this is more than a declaration. This is more than an acknowledgement. It's an invitation. It's not just a declaration, it's an invitation. An invitation to embrace the season that we're in, whatever that may be. By holding to right perspective, by looking to God, and holding to what can be in any dynamic. Look, what Solomon actually does in this dynamic is he's identifying seasons, uh, what, what he called times. And he identifies a number of different ones. He, he says things that would seemingly be good and things that are bad. He, he identifies things that we may want or not want. He identifies things that would bring joy or, and then one that brings sorrow. He, he paints this picture of, of the desirable and the undesirable, the, the, the thing that we would seek and the thing that we would try to avoid. And he just continues on in this ongoing list of all the things that are present. And he's not necessarily doing it to describe variety. He's actually doing it more to hint at monotony. Because in this book, he's, he's going to actually speak to things that are meaningless. But when we start to put ourselves in this space, this space can feel actually pretty overwhelming. We can feel like we're caught in the middle of it all. We start to think about all the different things that can take place around us. Even just one of them, like dealing with loss through death, can be overwhelming. Yet, 
If Ecclesiastes 3 is true, and it is, then what has been described is a mosaic of experiences that all come with divine opportunity. The challenge or difficulty, the thing is, we tend to focus in this space on what we prefer. When we get into this dynamic, we, uh, we think about, I don't want that thing, I want this thing. And we start to think about the things that are bad and good, and I want to avoid that, and, and I want to embrace this other thing. We, we tend to think about what we prefer in this space, and, and I totally get it. it. It's understandable. But when we focus on preference, we get lost and distracted in this, because this space is not about our preference. It's about purpose. It's about purpose over preference. And you may think in your own life of seasons that Solomon described, things that feel good or feel bad, things that maybe you're even sitting in in now in this particular space in this life. And it's good to identify the season that we're in. But more importantly than identifying what the season is, is identifying what the season's for. The purpose. The why behind that dynamic. Because in what Solomon describes we find an invitation, an invitation to be present in whatever the season is. A fundamental part of thriving in every season, to to live into full life as we were created for, will always involve a willingness to set aside preference and look for purpose. It will always involve an element of looking for his purpose and not simply our preference. Setting aside the preference in order to look for what he's trying to do, what he's trying to show us, what he's trying to teach us or reveal to us, to set aside preference and look for purpose. My friends, God does not see or view or consider any season as neutral. He, he moves with purpose. He, it, it, he is not monotonous in any way. He always desires more for us than we realize in any given dynamic. More than what was, but less than what still can be in life. You know, my parents, in their dating journey, and even when they were married, had a phrase that they incorporated into their marriage. It was more than yesterday, less than tomorrow. More than yesterday, less than tomorrow. It was so significant for them to identify that their love in this moment was more than yesterday, but less than tomorrow, that they even engraved in their rings the letters that represented that statement of more than yesterday, less than tomorrow. M-T-Y-L-T-T. It was so meaningful in their journey and impacted me as their son that even Beth and I have those six letters engraved in our wedding bands. More than yesterday, less than tomorrow. See, I share that with you because our Lord and our God, the God who created you and the God who loves you, desires for you today more than yesterday, but less than tomorrow. No matter the season that you sit in in this space, he desires more than what was and less than what will be for you. So look for purpose now. As Philippians 2 reminds us, he's a God who seeks to fulfill good purpose Philippians 2, verse 13, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose, his purpose. So whatever you sit in today, set aside your preference and look for his purpose. You know, I mentioned 
that in this season journey, that we're going to be able to hear from a number of Heritage family members as they speak out of their own seasons of life. And I want to invite you to lean into the first opportunity to do that by listening to my friend Madeline as she shares out of her seasons of life. Hi, I'm Madeline, and this is my story of the season, I guess seasons, of me walking through my dad passing. The family gathered, and, you know, we knew it wasn't going to be good news, but we didn't really know what to expect, and they told us. And I just remember thinking it wasn't real. It was, you know, he was just saying words at that time. I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel scared or sad or anything and just heard these words. I had my second child right before he did surgery and that was the worst I think I've ever seen him. He's like a really strong, tough dude and um, seeing him in the hospital after he had surgery was very difficult and that's kind of where it like set in that it was really bad. He went through surgery, he did chemo and radiation, everything looked really good, and he ended up being cancer-free for two years after that, and we were all really happy and excited, and then they, at the two and a half year mark, it came back, and um, the doctors told us, you know, when it came back, that it was not gonna be curable this time. So, you know, we just spent as much time with him as we could, and. His very last week, it was, um, you know, he was like, I just don't feel good, bug. I don't feel good. I need to, I need to go home. And I was like, it's okay, Dad, you can go home. That day, you know, I was like, I'm never going to play with my dad again. That was really hard to accept. I think that was probably the time when I started getting angry because I knew my dad helped so many people. I didn't want anything to do with anybody. I didn't want to talk. Nobody had the right things to say. I love music and I just wanted to throw it out. So I started, you know, accepting that I was angry and that I didn't want to be that way. And after a few months, I was like, you know, God, I know that you've called me to help other people, and I know that I've been able to be kind of selfish and not deal with that, but I need to start helping other people now. And so I felt God calling me back, and, and that's, I think, what helped me get through um, a lot of that anger and work through it. Um, being able to talk through that with other people, I think, helped me as I was helping other people go through the same kind of loss and anger. So now I'm able to look back and just be extremely grateful of, you know, the time that I got with him. It's never going to feel like it's enough, but um, he taught me a lot about life. And it's been a lot easier this year than it was last year. And I went through all the first, you know, first Christmas, first birthday, first everything. And, you know, now I'm able to process things a little bit different and just be a lot more grateful for what I got with him. And 
what he gave to my family and me and everyone else around him actually too. So, um, you know, kind of went from sadness to anger to frustration and then into grieving through all of that and turning it into gratefulness. Accepting what is always leads us with an opportunity to experience what can be. You know, anger and sadness started to mark Madeline's journey. Frustration and grief crept in, but that space turned to gratefulness. She chose to set aside preference and embraced purpose. That's huge. Because I want you to understand a fundamental reality about our God and his purpose. It isn't just about what happens to us, but what can happen through us. So setting aside preference for purpose has a huge ripple in life. Each of us have stories with difficulties and different seasons. We live in seasons, but each of those seasons are filled with potential and purpose. His good purpose as Philippians pointed out. And I don't know where you would place yourself in the variety of seasons that Solomon identifies or what your current season is marked by. But more important is knowing what it's marked for, the divine opportunity. It's important to identify the season that we're in and it's important to be present in that season. Not to label it, but to see within it, to have perspective and to look for what God is doing and asking. So look for his purpose and be willing to set aside your preference. For it is God who works in you to will and to act to fulfill his good purpose. You know, there is a time for all things and, and that can feel really messy, but in that mess is divine purpose for restoration, for redemption, for resurrection or even rescue. For Madeline, a season of loss and grief led to a season of gratefulness, a place of, of service and impact where her dad's legacy was multiplied in her gratitude. That's beautiful. And you and I, we all experience seasons, but we only truly live in his purpose. And he makes all things beautiful in time. So I wonder what your purpose is in this season, his purpose for you in this season. Better yet, I invite you to consider how you would answer this question. Where does God want to take what happened to you to do something significant through you? Where does God want to take what's happened to you to do something significant through you? See, every moment can be different it can be impactful, it can have an eternal ripple. More than yesterday, less than tomorrow. Our God does not embrace monotony. So where does he want to make something that happened in one season, something significant in the next? Where is God wanting to work through you and work through that thing that happened to you? Let him do it. 
if you can see what it is, are you willing to let him do that? Are you okay and content to recognize the time that you're in, whatever the time may be, whether it feels good or not, to be willing to let his purpose be brought about? Not that you like the time or the season, not even that you want the time or season, but are you willing to live in it, present in it now? Not just enduring it or longing for what was or even just clamoring for what is not yet or might be but to be present in this season because every season has purpose. So recognize where you are and where you need to be. Be be willing to set aside preference for purpose because even even in dark and tragic circumstances, there can be a powerful and purposeful ripple if we let those moments play out as God intended, if we let him have access to those moments. Offer what you have. Offer what you can in that given dynamic. But here's the truth about what God does when we do. Whenever we say to him, hey, I give you my preference. I give you this season. Solomon actually goes on to say this. If we just drop down into verse 11, here's what he says. He, God, has made everything beautiful in its time. Our God makes everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. There is so much in those words. And I believe the rest of the series will help us unpack some of those realities. But but for now, for today, I want you to know that he makes everything beautiful in his time. We all have pain. We all have loss. We all have grief and disappointments and sorrows. Yet there is joy and there is hope and there is life when we give his purpose priority. You know, seasons don't just happen to us. We have a choice, we contribute. We can either make it better or worse. We can add complexity or remove complexity in it. But we can see him bring beauty even from ashes when we set aside preference and embrace his purpose. When we're willing to do that, both now and next, he does the miraculous. Not just longing for the next, but willing to do it in the now. Where does God want to take what has happened to you and do something significant through you? Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you that you are a God who works and moves in every season. And that within those dynamics, whether they feel good or not, whether they are complicated or filled with great joy, You still are God, and you still move, and you have a purpose and a plan, and it's one to give us hope in a future. It's not to harm us. So this day, I pray that you would help us to understand the purpose in the seasons we sit. And may we be willing to set aside preference, live in the now, not just longing for what was or longing for what can be next, but living now in your power, in your presence, for your purpose. I love you. I pray these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. I want to invite you wherever you are, wherever you're watching this, come before the Lord with your hands open to him. Saying, God, we trust you. We believe what your word says, that you are the faithful one, the God who keeps his promises. God, no matter how long we feel like we're waiting on something, in this moment, we surrender and we say we put our faith, our trust, and our hope 
and you. And in the waiting, even in the dry season, we will lift your name high because you are worthy of all the praise. So God, we sing this song to you.
grateful for the reminder that God is the one that makes everything beautiful in its time and that he set eternity in our hearts and that's part of our longing I think when we encounter stuff that doesn't feel right that's hurtful that's challenging um, but but the reality is that even even when we don't see it even when um, we're longing for the time to be now God is working and we just need to really continue to rest in the truth that he is the one who makes the stuff in our lives beautiful and we just get to cooperate in that journey and so there is a response for us in that and so we're encouraging you throughout um, this series we're going to have a call to action um, every week and one of those is going to be to really spend time in prayer and so you're going to have the opportunity to grab a tag um, at any of our at our Rock Island location on the weekends or at Bridgepoint uh, 45 in the lobby we'll have those available or out on the levee and just kind of write down and commit whatever season you're facing really surrender that to the Lord and have a posture of open hands for what he wants to put um, in your path really for you to step into in your next we are so grateful to have journeyed with you um, in so many ways, your generosity, your willingness to serve, to pitch in, to keep loving our Quad Cities. Um, it has been, um, while things have been difficult, things have also been um, just amazing to see how God works, um, even in the midst of that, if we'll keep having courage to journey with Him. You know, the reality is this pandemic season has left us with a lot of questions. And so in just a little bit over a week, we're going to be starting a virtual group learning opportunity called God and the Pandemic. This is a six-week conversation. It's going to be hosted by a few of our pastors. You can register by going to heritageqc.com or clicking on the app on groups and it'll pop right up and you can sign up. We would love to have tons of you engage in that space um, because I think if we sit with a learning posture uh, of what God is actually doing in the midst um, of our challenges, man, the Holy Spirit will show up and teach us truth and challenge us and encourage us as we journey through that together. My friends, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make His face to shine upon you and most importantly, give you peace. Have a great week. Thank you.